Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are back after what seems like an eternity, really. A lot has happened uh, in Britain over the last few days. Um, meant that Sunderland didn't play the weekend, so we don't have a game to look back on. We might, might have a little bit of a mourn about the, the Borough game, if you want to go back that far, and uh, have our say on the, on, the, on the situation, the injury situation that Sunderland currently have. Uh, but what we can do is use this podcast as an opportunity to look forward to Wednesday's game at Reading, which I thought was tomorrow until about an hour ago. So I get used to the Wednesday night. Well, yeah, like, we play Tuesdays normally, don't we? And I, I thought yeah. I saw a Sky advert for this morning. I was like, oh, look, we're on, we're on Sky tomorrow because I didn't realise that either. Um, yeah, well, like all the games are on Sky. They like picking us the... up, don't they? No, they're all on Sky midweek, championship games. Oh, they yeah, apparently so. On the red button. What, for, um, like all season? Yeah. All right. So I guess never had, never needed to watch one that isn't on the television before, I Did guess. not know that. Because, yeah, so yeah. No, it's been, I think it was, I don't know if it was last year or the year before it, it came into play, but yeah, I think all the games are on the red button on Sky, I believe. Mm. So oh, well. Maybe unless they're selected for like international broadcast elsewhere or something like that, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, all the games are on, so <clears throat> every midweek one will be on, and obviously there's a lot of midweek but when games. when we played Sheffield United away, it was just advertised in that one. Was there no other games on long? Yeah, because that was the featured game, yeah. And then the other games... Oh, right, so you still just button, have the yeah. featured game and you can watch the rest. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, okay. yeah. oh, well, they're picking yeah. us up for the featured game, so there you go. That's, uh... I don't know if they are, are they? The advertised three. They advertised three. They did, yeah, but it's three yeah. and two on the same channel. So, yeah, yeah, it must be red button situation for one of them. Oh, so. well, I saw it advertised anyway. And, uh, it's on the, if you've got Sky, you'll be able to find it. <laughs> yes, yeah. you know, if you haven't got just... Sky, you probably will. But Sky is the best place, safest place for it. Um, and I just noticed that, like I said, I thought it was Tuesday anyway. So, uh, we will we'll get a red view in a little bit. We'll play that out. Um, how far do we That was like, go? we've. We've ruined that article, those articles that come out, haven't we? Like the day before the game there. Is is the game on television? Like, you <laughs> know, like it just lists all these stuff. It's like, well, generally, yeah. no, mate. How can I watch the Sunderland game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've so got those. that. Well, we'll we'll go back a little bit, but we've had a free weekend. Have you done anything productive with your additional weekend? <laughs> I can't remember. You can't remember what, what you did at the weekend? I can't. What I do? Totally, you were bowling. That was good. Went well, bowling, and uh, yeah, that was. And then went to the shops. 
That's about it, really. This is what we should have asked people on Twitter, what they did. What they did, yeah, what they did instead. What they did with the deer, because I think, you know, it was certainly uh, follow people, have friends with people who were um, pro-monarchy and not pro-monarchy, not the, not the place to have that kind of debate, but I think what everybody did agree on, and it's nice when everybody agrees on something, isn't it, um, is that the, the EFL and Premier League have jumped the gun with, with postponing these matches and everybody's been yeah. in a loose end. I don't know, I've never seen anybody, you know, Say they think that was a good idea, whatever. Yeah. I mean, whatever the um, reason, side of the fence they're on. You know, the reason why they've done it out of fear, isn't it? That's what they've, they've done it out of fear. But they should have just waited until they see what the other sports are doing, though. But no, it's, but it's more about, you know, judging people who go, isn't it? That's that's what it is. I mean, you've had obviously people booing the national anthem at, at the Liverpool game the other week, didn't you? So I guess if you've got a situation where somebody does that at a game, um, obviously, it reflects badly on the sport from their perspective, and the mm-hmm. prob- and then it would be all over the place, and football would be given a bad name. Um, and it already has an image problem, I guess, with lots of lots of people, especially people who don't follow football. So maybe they were just scared something like that would happen. So mm-hmm. maybe they've just gone, we better not maybe. do this. I think, and and I think in it. England it would have been all right, generally. Well, then maybe the never, you know, we never know. Well, I mean, you know, it's obviously people. Within the rights to express the views however they wish, aren't they? And, you know, obviously we've had this during the, you know, people were quite forthright about, you know, being able to boo when people were taking the knee and all that kind of thing. And that probably influenced Sunderland's decision on whether they take it or not and all this kind of thing. So with these gestures that occur at games, it always sparks a debate whichever side of the, the fence you sit on. And mm. maybe they were just anticipating some sort of, all it takes is one game for it to happen, and then it becomes everyone is like this, or everyone's like that, doesn't it? So, which, whichever way you feel about it, maybe they were just worried that that could have happened, and then they've just gone, "We're better. We'll we'll just like kind of say it's out of respect." And then... Okay, maybe I see where you're coming from. There's no, my no, no. I get, I get, I get, I do get that. I do get that. I'm still a bit surprised. I still think they jumped the gun a bit personally, but you know, doesn't matter. Happened now. We're all a loose end. I feel like a lot of people might have got some another, extra DIY, a DIY done that they've been putting nah, up. It'll be another um, another one on the red button for us, probably. Yeah. Another night off for Frankie and Danny. Quite yeah. rain. They're like absolutely like just snoozing at the moment. Those two aren't they? they don't do any work. Well, they've been they get, they on get, all day as well. Yeah, they do like one 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 game every three or four weeks now. Frankie and Danny, pathetic. Mm. You know. You're going to have some backlog after the World Cup. It's going to be canny for everyone, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, at least we might have some players back. I was just about to say, beat us to what I was supposed to say. We might have some yeah. players fit then and we might have done something in January. Uh, I think, um, you know, I mean, firstly, you know, this whole is Borough a Derby thing, the whole like debate when people start asking and. I think what a kind of glory showed me at the end of that was it, it, in no way, shape or form do I instinctively think that it is because I was just a bit pissed off and annoyed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I wasn't devastated and I don't think I've ever, I, there's never been a, a match where we've lost in Newcastle where I haven't been absolutely devastated and gutted and that just wasn't yeah. the case. Just wasn't the case. I, I, mean, was, I was annoyed. I was really annoyed because it all, it just brought Everything that we've been speaking about to the to the front, didn't it? About the, yeah. the the business in the transfer window and the question everybody was saying, or the question we were certainly saying was, "What if Ross Stewart gets injured?" 
And uh, yeah. a lot of people were suggesting names. I just saying we'll go play any of these players up front and then listing midfielders who go and play up front. Um, who you know, and that's not going to happen. And 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 I think Roberts uh, clearly didn't try and just replicate what Stuart was doing because he can't and we don't have anybody who can do it. So back to the drawing board possibly now in terms of how we set up. And it was annoying because we we'd yeah. stumbled on something that was working and that's the frustrating thing. And you could see this coming a mile off, couldn't you? Yeah, I think, you know, I had some discussions with some people who were suggesting it might have been unlucky, but I mean, it's unlucky. Like, remember when um, Steve Bruce had as many, many strikers and um, they all got injured and we had to play Sully Montari up front and Stefan Sessignon up front. Do you remember that? And yeah. I think we actually beat Wigan 4-1, yeah, didn't when we? Yeah, 4-2 when Henderson had his... Oh, yeah, uh, 4-2, yeah. Henderson had his standout game for us, didn't yeah. he? It was really coming-of-age performance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's unlucky. Um, I don't think it's unlucky to leave yourself short to the extent we had. And then when it comes back on you, it's... It's just you know you you've you fail to prepare for a likely situation when it's a, a footballer who plays you know ninety eight percent of ninety nine percent of the the minutes on the pitch, I mean, near a hundred percent of the minutes on the pitch. So it was all it was always going to happen, and eventually that you'd break down. Um, you know, certain again, good good that he's not going to be out so long, but he's had injuries since he's been here. Um. I think you know that because the first eleven's done so well in the shape that they have, and they've all been performing so well, they've almost become irreplaceable in that system, and that, that's the kind of the, they've been so good. That's a problem that we've created. Um, that's being created by by their form. So it feels as though now we, because we haven't got any like for like replacement. Obviously, the debate's been well. It, could you've got a player as good as that anyway? But it's like that's not how football works. It's, you have a squad of players that's fit for purpose based on the way you want to play and you have numbers in areas to, to facilitate that. And we, we certainly, you know, we're very much in a sort of, well, we're going to have to do this now rather. Well, we want to play this way, so we're going to do this. So our hand's been forced potentially to do something that we don't want to do and make the best of it. So it's going to be a massive test now for, you know, the all those young lads who come into the squad. Um, they're going to be called up on sooner, probably rather than later, and sooner than the manager wanted to call up on them, which he's come out and said. So that's not that's not reading between the lines because he said they, you know, they weren't going to be ready, and now he's going to have to use them, basically, probably. So it's just a it's it's felt a little bit since the since Neil went that not that the wheels are coming off. But it just shows how quickly in football how you can be looking so assured and everything's going really well. And you can't really quite believe the start you've had in the league. The players are performing at a level above. And we're saying things like, oh, well, you know, we've got this many weeks of the window left. So, you know, we're going to be able to build on this group that we've got and, and improve. Um, we're almost ahead of the game. Now it feels like a little bit... Of, you know, opportunities have, have, you know, fallen through the holes, haven't they? Because the manager's gone. He probably didn't strengthen to the extent I, I believe we needed to at the end of the window. And now we're kind of stuck with what we've got for the foreseeable. Um, it's big. I mean, 
the forward situation, massive pressure on Sims. I don't I mean, remember, he's only 21. He's only played about six games at the championship level. So there's already a few grumblings about him, like from certain sections of support. I mean, everyone's entitled to say what they think about a player, but I think it seems a bit harsh to go with, you know, you know, can't wean through the streets in celebration about how good he is three or four games ago and now being written off or and see the lazy tropes have already started with him as well, which is seems to be a, a common criticism of a certain kind of striker. Um, again, not everyone may agree with me on that point. Well, that... this is football fans and how they behave, Gareth. We know this. We know this. End of the world after a defeat. Um you know the the best thing since sliced bread after a, after a win. That's that's just the way it is. But I think you know I just I just knew when they paraded those four signings that was going to be it against Rotherham. And I was I know they went and said to the media, um, "Oh, we tried to make stuff happen on the final day. Maybe that did. Maybe that happened. Maybe it didn't. But I just kind of like I was like, yeah, this is this is this is our lot and. Um, yeah, our best performance, our best performance centre half's been injured. No, and our talisman up front's been injured. And Tony Mowbray looked, and he was and sounded. He was just despondent afterwards, wasn't he? Mm. I was thinking, I was thinking, is this just because it's Borough, and he's thinking that you know he's bigged that game up beforehand, saying, oh, of course it's a derby and stuff, and he's from Borough, so he probably thinks it is because it it does it means more to them than us. It just does. It's just a fact. Yeah. Um. So maybe he was genuinely thinking that would be the mood of the fan base and everybody would be really, really down on the floor because we've, we've lost to Middlesbrough. And he was just trying to reflect that and um, come across like he was really disappointed about it. Um, either that, <laughs> and that might be really, really naive or may try to be positive, or he just he's, he's gone in and he knows that there's not, like what we've been saying, there's not a lot behind that starting eleven, and he's gone and lost probably his two best performing players from that starting eleven, and suddenly mm. we're in a weaker place than than we were because he referenced, as you said there, the new signings, didn't he? And you know, are they ready? We saw one of them. We saw one of them come off the bench. I mean, he'll be he'll be ready because you know he's played men's football, you know. Yeah. For the last couple of well, years. Well, you'd hope so. Yeah, you'd yeah. think so. Manu he's paid been, that kind yeah. of money from, yeah. He's been around like men's squads and played, you know, for Rangers last year and things like that. So I'm not particularly worried about, you know, you know, you have a question, you have a discussion about whether he's the right player or not. But I'm not particularly worried about his readiness to play. Um, and obviously, he's wrapped reflected in the fact he's been included in the squad. So it's more obviously when you hear like Morby say like. The intensity of the training was a bit too much for me, shoes. So, like, he's got an injury already. It, you know, you're just hoping that these lads are given the opportunity to to settle in if they need to play, and deck but expectations. They're gonna they're gonna be judged in the game not as kids but as men. So, you know, it's it's a it's gonna be a massive learning curve for for those players, and it, it's it's a big ask to. To, to, of them, I think it's. Uh, I've said like on my Twitter that it was. I felt as always negligent from the club to create a situation that means that we have to force these players in. Um, I just think that there's a lot. Well, they were always implying they were. They were yeah, but exactly implying they were going to be ready. Yeah, but there's a lot of performative. We get a lot of performative stuff in the in regards to this, don't we, from the club? The, the, 
communication isn't great generally. And then like there's a big performative act. So it'll be like parading the players on the pitch or we'll have like quite an in-depth sort of discussion, like an in-depth bit from, from Christian Speakman saying, you know, we've done this because of this and this is why, and it's, this is what we want to do. Um, you know, like, I don't know if it was just when when it came out or it just felt a little, you know, after Stoke had lost their game at Reading, we had, a, you know, some quotes from Kristen Speakman coming out and stuff like that, just about the way we do things. And it just felt a little bit, we've done that before as well with, remember the the COVID situation yeah. and like Pat ourselves on the back before yeah it was we, like before we yeah, went on a really bad run bad run yeah came out and did the whole like look at us we like upholding the you know the moral you know compass of football sort of thing um and it you know backfired then so I don't know I just again people if somebody might listen to this in the morning or nitpicking or whatever that's fine um, no we don't get accused of more I just I just think like I don't know something just you know, I haven't got a problem with like signing those players and the, the important part of a squad, but in 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 the way that they are being used now. But the problem is, you need players who are ready to play, and we clearly don't have enough players who are ready to play. We would have made more substitutions in games. We, I think, you know, we most teams we play make five subs. We're making two, three. Um. Especially when we're tired and stuff like that, we're not making those subs, and there's a reason for that. So, yeah, um, I'm not. I, I wouldn't say I'm like concerned. I think I'm just a bit. I'm a little bit gutted because we're in such a good place, you know. And then we had the whole two or three game weeks ago. As well, yeah, you I, kind I just, of feel like if it was ever you going to bounce back and like go, you know try and get a good positive response to a whole match yeah. against. With respect, somebody who's just going to be sort of more thereabouts than there at the end of the season. Yeah. It's a game, really, you would look at and say we should be winning um, if the crowd get behind them. And now that's been taken away, and we've got two away games. Well, I mean, you'd hope that you know before the start of the season, you might be going. That's a game where you know you you just want to compete in it and see what happens. Whereas because of the start we had been so good, now you're going, oh well, them they you know they haven't won away from home this season. Um, you want to be getting three points. Um, just it's, it's so many on you know the. I think it, the the return of the championships just been riddled with unknowns for me. That's that's the feeling. It's like even Alex Neal at the start of the season was saying, oh, "I don't know if I don't know how we're going to fare because we don't know how the players are going to cope and adapt." Um, and it all just felt a bit. You know what? What is going to happen here? And it's gone better than we expected, and everything just felt as though it was stabilising. And now it just feels a little bit wobbly again. You know, got new manager, new players who may or may not be ready to play. The injuries. I kind of feel I'm just looking to try to tick games off before that um, World Cup break. Really, I think it's the 12th of November. Um, get to that. Get there. You know, unscathed. You know, sort of floating around mid-table, going at like pointing a bit of game or something like that, and and see where you are. And you're gonna get hopefully gonna get you. You know, people like Stuart will be 
fit to come back after that break as well. So, I mean, I I, I would think it's realistic to say that he, he won't play before that World Cup break, personally. No, I no, I don't think so either. Because what? Why risk him before then? Just say right, that's it. He's going to have a little pre-season during that that period, and and if no, he's played, depends, it, it depends yeah. what we're doing. If we're not scoring goals, then well, you know, risks could risk could well come into it. But why wouldn't before. why wouldn't we score goals? We've got a all these players who can play up front. So mm. Mm, indeed. Well we'll we'll look we'll look at that um more in depth. Um the the Redden game. Um should we do a little break now and come back because there's more to speak about with that really, isn't there? Yeah yeah in, reflect it, on the on in, the introduce you man and then we'll hear from him and then we can talk about the Redden game. Introduce the man. Well the Tyler stand is a is a website and podcast uh, that covers Reading, obviously, and we caught up with Ollie, who gave us a little bit of insight onto uh, Reading season so far. Hi, my name is Ollie, and I'm from Reading FC website and podcast, The Tireless End. The ambitions for Reading this season are very much to survive relegation. Uh, we, we only stayed up last season by virtue of Derby's points deduction, um, so in, in many ways we, we do deserve to be in League One right now. Um, we lost around 75% of our squad in the summer and had to rebuild while only being able to sign loan players and free agents um, because of restrictions put upon us by the EFL. Um, pretty much every pundit tipped us to go down at the start of the season, so staying up would certainly prove them wrong. My expectations have perhaps changed slightly since the start of the season. Um, I would have been very happy with with just staying up, but we've made a remarkable start to the campaign, really, um, winning five of our first eight matches. Um, Paul Lynch, who wasn't a popular choice, really, um, in terms of appointing a manager, um, he's instilled an an amazing work ethic in this group of players, um, and they're performing better than some of their parts right now. Um, 4-0 defeats to Rotherham and to Sheffield United um, certainly showed that we are still vulnerable to an extent and we've also beaten some pretty good teams too so um, I would say I'd expect us to finish um, around lower mid-table. When I think of Sunderland as a club um, I think of the Netflix documentary um, you know in, in such a saturated football documentary market now um, it's, it's definitely my favourite um, and certainly the one I binge the quickest I think um, the you know the fan stories I think really resonated um, as did that absolute heartbreak of losing a Wembley playoff final um, which Reading have experienced many a time um, you know I think it was just a really good insight um, into a club away from the elite um, that we've seen from the likes of Man City, Tottenham um, and Arsenal. This season I expect Sunderland to probably finish around low mid-table pretty near to us. Um, I was a big fan of Alex Neal as a manager. Um, I won't mention his name too much, um, but I also think Tony Mowbray's a pretty decent coach um, as well. Um, you know, there's there's not too many names in that squad that jump out at me, um, but they they seem to work quite well as a unit, um, and it, it always helps when you have someone who can stick the ball in the back of the net. Uh, and, and Ross Stewart seems to have handled um, that step up from League One to the Championship superbly too. The players you need to watch out for um, on Wednesday are probably Lucas Zhao um, and Tom Ince, both in attack um, on his day. Zhao is one of the most lethal strikers in the championship. You know, give him half a chance and he, he will usually score. 
and you know he's, he's six foot three, six foot four, but is so much more than a big man up top. Um, you know his, his technical ability with the ball at his feet um, is also exceptional. Um, and, and with regards to Tom Inch, you know while, while it might seem as though he's only in the team because of his dad, um, you know he's, he's undoubtedly merited his spot completely this season. He's, he's certainly been our best player um, in these first eight games and works harder than, than, than anyone else in the team at the moment. For the match this Wednesday, I think it will be a pretty close affair. I think the two teams are quite evenly matched, um, but our home form has been, well, perfect so far this season. We've won all four games so far at the Select Car Leasing Stadium. Um, confidence in the squad um, is, is very high, and, and also confidence in the fan base is, is very high as well. So I think hopefully that should see us through uh, to a 1-0 win. Reading's most associated song um, is probably Ashes by Embrace. Um, we, we played Sweet Caroline before games for a few years now, but I think people have got pretty bored um, of that one. Um, but there's, there's always been a lot of love um, for Ashes. Um, it, it was played um, before games during our record-breaking promotion season um, of 2005-06, to um, so therefore became iconic um, pretty quickly. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the Wise Men Sayer podcast. Okay, thanks to Ollie for that. Um, it is interesting what he said there that they were that were written off because every podcast I listen to that we're doing league predictions and every blog or article that I read that we're doing league predictions all had Reading and Birmingham finishing in the bottom two. And when you look at the league table, um, neither look like they are what people thought they were going to be. So it's not going to be an easy matches, is it? Get, see how that yeah, first, but you? I mean, it's, for, it's early doors in the season. So, you know, you, you can't make any judgments on, you know, logically, I think certainly Redden would have been a team that people were thinking we're going to struggle. So We've got Tonk 4 0 off Rotherham, as you said there, which is interesting. So I've had some random results. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, they've had some really good results and they're around that, haven't they? So, you know, I guess it's just one of those things. If, if things are working and clicking at the moment and you're on that, you're in your stride, then, you know, I think that's what we've seen. I'm not saying that the, um, the quality is not as good as I thought it was going to be in the championship. Far from it. I think that the standard of the games, I mean, compared to... <laughs> I mean, you know, you feel you've you've gone from an all you can eat Chinese buffet to a Michelin star restaurant watching the games, don't you? Really, that's it's the standards just like a different level, um, and it's a lot more enjoyable the football. But I would say the team it feels a bit more even than I expected um, when I watch the games. It's a lot more competitive. Um, and I'm fortunate, well, fortunately, we've competed as well, which has been great to see. We haven't been overwhelmed. So maybe that's what it is. It, they've just come on the right side of the result um, in, in the games that they've had so far because they've stayed in games and competed in them, aside from that Rotherham thrashing, obviously. So, you know, if you, if you can stay in the game and show, you know, a flash of quality at the right time, you know, the, but you you can you can get yourself a few victories. That's what I think. That's what we've seen in all the games. So, mm, like yeah, moments, of, moments of quality that I've, I've decided get most of the games that we've been involved in. Yeah, I don't think we've been well off it at all in others. moments. like we were down when we were down here last season, where like at times we were so far behind. Like we were just so far away in most games where we needed to be, weren't we? And it was quite alarming. Um, it's interesting that Redden are a mess of a club as well and still managed to avoid relegation at League One. Oh, it just happened almost quite quickly. All these other clubs managed to get yeah. away with it. Really... Although he said there, they would have went down, obviously, if Derby's, uh, if Derby didn't have that point deduction. What do you think? Have you got any like memories of Redden? What are Redden to you oh, as, a, let's as not... a team? Do we have to talk about that again? What about what again? The car... Well, we always end up talking about the Carla Saba game, don't we? So that's the... Oh, that's yeah. The mem- that's the, the main... Four, the 4-0. Yes, I did. I actually forgot about that when I asked you. That's like a, the, yeah. that's like the Redden version of the Mike Sheeran. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Mike Sheeran right, discussion. Yeah. Or, um, you know, that that was the day, the day that changed Peter Reid's career at Sunderland. Mm. You know, that we went, we went from... Sort of that kind of more attritional style with a lot of the sort of more experienced players. Um, brought in a lot of the new players that we brought in over that summer and went, put Mitty Great left back. And um, we just went ballistic, didn't we? After that, we were just um, a lot more aggressive and obviously the rest is history, really. Yeah. Um, it is significant that, like, some of our younger like, listeners might not, might not be aware of it. But we, we have mentioned it before, but you know, we haven't in a while, so why not again? Because yeah. um, we had been relegated from the Premier League, it was the first season at the stadium, like, wasn't it? And we'd, yeah. we, we were quite defensive and, and um, struggling, and we got done 4 0 down there. And the fans were calling for Reed's head, basically. And he managed to turn it around pretty much straight away by making loads of changes, bringing young kids in, playing attacking football, getting yeah. on the front foot. and just you know, well, put, Martin, well he Martin put Scott went out left back, didn't he? Yeah. Like you said, and he brought Darren Williams and Jordy Craddock into the into the centre half partnership. Yeah, I think Richard Oat, Richard Oat, I think dropped out. Andy Melville dropped out, I think, didn't they? Mm. Um, and then he brought in Alex Williams and Holloway, Alex Ray, 
Alan Johnson came in on the left wing and then he put um a great left back. Mm. Um yeah, I mean it was some big changes and and uh you know obviously had a massive like positive you know effect on the change well it I mean it gave it that that result of Reading was the catalyst for the most enjoyable period of watching Sunderland that our generation will have certainly experienced because I mean it was unbelievable, wasn't it? So thanks, Carla Saba, <laughs> for that. Yeah. And obviously the the other famous Reading bit of that I think is the um uh no not Noel Hunt, his brother, what do you call him? Stephen Hunt. Stephen Hunt. The was it over the line last minute? Which it wasn't. Um Last minute winner, I suppose. Oh, we're looking at winner or equaliser. Winner, I think it was three two, didn't it? Yeah, um, that was probably that's probably the only thing I can think of to do with Reading. To be honest, somebody might point something out, but mm. they took a um, record points total off us. Oh yeah, they the, did. Yeah, for the second tier, which I was annoyed about. Because I like that was a nice badge of honour to have that the most points in, in the second tier ever, which was one hundred and five for us, wasn't it? And um, I think they got, they got 107. 107, I yeah. think, yeah. Did it one on the last day and did it. That was annoying because Sunderland, of course, have had like all of those records at one point, haven't they? They've had the, the most points and to go down in the Premier League, the, le- the, the least points to go down, the most points to go up, the most points not to go up. To be fair, though, if, if on the Carlos Arbor point again, though, if, if you uh, think of it sort of Maybe we just gave them that as a thank you, because obviously we won the league with 105 points, and the catalyst was Carlos Saba. So maybe the gods have like sort of decided that they need to have our records to- points total back um, because they kind of instigated ours. So maybe there's some sort of karma going on there. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I'd still rather have the points. That's theory. <laughs> don't, we don't need to be giving people. Uh... Giving people presence. Well, um, I guess the the main thing really to talk about is um, what he does with the side now because he can't make a like for like change. He was quite limited, wasn't he, before Borough? Really, it was the thing I think most people would have done just to say, "Well, we're not going to try and rip everything up. We're just going to we're just going to put Roberts in, and you know, try and keep the shape the same. He'll obviously not be as uh, advanced as Ross Stewart would and 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 make a go of it and that you know had Pritchard scored that early chance. Um it yeah. could have been different, but what um he's gonna have to I don't know, is he gonna look to change the whole thing now? Uh or is he thinking well that because that was working so well for us, I, that's what I'm gonna try and do again. I'm gonna try and make minimal changes. So it could be an interesting one to see what he does. I think he's gonna have to go there. The Christmas tree formation, the, as it's yes. known, with the two in behind. But you'll have to. But you'll have to. Right, talk, talk. So talk, people who uh, weren't around in uh, Terry Venables' uh, um, time in charge of England, where that phrase was coined. What the talk us through the Christmas tree formation. Talk us through. Talk you through yeah. it. Well, it's just what it's just what we played really against Middlesbrough. <laughs> that, that, that was it, wasn't it? Right, so sort of throw three centre halves, and then, and then your wing back. Um, but that'll be more of a sitting midfielder rather than uh, sitting midfielder than two in front, then two either side of the forward. Yeah, 
two behind the yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, two, two, two behind the forward. Yeah. So like a bit like we did in Middlesbrough, I guess. I guess the you know the question mark will probably be, will Diallo play instead of Roberts? Um, I would say probably not. Um, I think he'll. You know, I know they've had a bit more time to train. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, because he's, he's, he's got pace on the yeah, count, on, on yeah, the Yeah, it seems quick. Um, so we'll. I mean, we'll see. Um, I mean, Roberts actually started to do some good stuff in the game, and then he got taken off. Um, and like, I, th- I just don't think we can go to a back four because we'd have to t- like too many. Like sort of changes in that team, far too many changes in that team. And I'd put Lugo and I in the left, centre back, and Bailey bring Bailey right in. I haven't seen a lot of a uh, Elise here, but from what I ha- what I have seen, I wasn't particularly must be reasons, in, uh, impressed with. And that, and that's not like a massive like having a massive go at him or anything. It's just I didn't think he was particularly great against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, so. And that's all you can judge on, really. But, you know, he might be training really well and they might decide he's got a bit of pace about him. He's, I think he's a naturally left-sided player, isn't he? So they might think about doing that. I'd be interested to see what he does because, like, you know, when I was speaking to the, the lad from the from the Blackburn Rovers podcast before, you know, about Tony Mowbray and he said he, he likes his 4-2-3-1. few people suggested that on socials when we asked Mark Daniel. Um, suggesting four three three. Um, Nicholas but how, Wilson. Who's Nicholas who's Wilson's, playing at left back? Well, Nicholas Wilson saying four two three one, like we played last season, allows Robertson Clark to shine forward, gets frees up uh, Pritchard. Um, somebody else, Rob Sonner, surely a reversion to the four two three one we played last season. It's Mowbray's preferred formation. Uh, Sims less isolated with Pritchard, Clark, and Roberts. Around him, so a lot of people saying that. But as you've just pointed out, there, if Clark then moves to an advanced <laughs> position, then um, we're, we're, we're struggling a bit in on the left hand side. Lugo Nine's played to, there before. Yeah, you'd have he's to play. You know, some people would say Lugo Nine yeah. could go left back, and 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 um, right could come in in a flat back four. That would terrify me in the championship. If I'm being honest, mm. if we had a back four, yeah, of of and and. and um, Bath and right were a two in the back four, and then Luke on line was left back. I'll be, I'll be concerned. I mean, I would say, but I mean, he might move Lyndon Gooch to left back, right? And over yeah. playing or nine there and put or nine at right back. But again, it just feels it's would would we if if the players were brought in and like a lot of people are saying, oh well, it's fine. Like there's no need to worry about Ross Stewart getting injured. Well, what's the problem then? We don't have to start making these changes for the back. We just make, we just replace Stewart with one of these players. So and we, uh, just, we all yeah. the shape slightly. Either he drops, he, he either goes up alongside Sims, or he, he might he might play sort of in between. Um, you know, or, or he might go in alongside, uh, well, like a two in behind the, the forward with with Pritchard. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's too finely balanced to go change, and I think like I said, like I said earlier, that we are playing well with that shape, and I'll be keeping that as much as possible, and thinking right, I'm going to have to just adapt things up the top end of the pitch now, and you and use those guys a little bit differently. I think yeah, if you just if you, you kind of feel like you 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 know you 
you know, ripping up the carpet and starting again, doesn't it? If you're going to start just going to fall the back suddenly, I just wouldn't be con- yeah. I wouldn't be convinced it would work. I mean, if we had a left, if we had a, a left back, I mean, we we're talking about who you could play at right back there. We haven't even mentioned Hume in the discussion. Mm. So. He's not been playing. Just, well, no, I made mean, just interesting though, isn't it? We don't even consider. Well, he, would he might, well, he, well, he might. That might have to be an option. He goes back four. Yeah. I mean, Gooch is is done well as a wing back. Is he? Is he going to be a full back and a back four? No, I think yeah. Gooch has actually been. He's been good. Top three players this season. Yeah. I think he's been really excellent. So again, we we changed, and Clark's been really good. I know he had a bit of an iffy. He has the odd iffy game, but generally, you can't fault his endeavour to to get on the ball. He must have had more touches than any Sunderland player against Middlesbrough. Yeah, and the guy who was marking him got him on the match, and I could see that because I think he, he looked quite good himself. Good, but Clark yeah. got into, he got past him, and he got into yeah. positions time and time again. He was really, really wasteful, wasn't he? Which yeah, was a he was wasteful. Thing. He was wasteful, but again, it, you, you kind of, it, it feels a little bit. We change that, then are we compromising Clark and? Yeah. Gucci who've been arguably two of our better players or nine yeah. who's played pretty well at centre-back when he's come in we start moving him about we're, we're kind of creating problems maybe that we don't need to maybe we just need to simplify it the best we can and say well we'll keep the shape we have because that's been working and then I mean another option you could bring in you know Embleton in the midfield around with Pritchard, like in that position, Emblem would probably go in there as well. Um, I know he sometimes gets used in the sort of deeper two um, midfielders, uh, but I, I feel as always more more of an advanced midfielder personally, um, and that would be an option. Could potentially be an option as well. Probably a little bit more conservative than a Diallo or a um, Robert, isn't it? But it's an option. Well, again, remembering to. Um... The lad we spoke to, sorry, totally forgot his name. Um, who was speaking about? Well, I had to I, no, 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 no. Ollie was no, sorry, no. I'm not talking about the Red and guess. I'm talking about the Tony Moore, oh, right, okay. the Blackburn lad. I didn't forget. All oh, right, okay. Um, oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk about that. No, sorry, um, Ollie, if you listen. <laughs> which um, um, he was saying that Mowbray likes to just kind of flood the midfield away from home and 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 take a point. First and foremost, so would we, would we be that surprised if if Embleton was the one? Embleton was the one who come in, and he just had Diallo or Roberts playing off. Well, mm. well, no, well, Pritchard would have to be then there, wouldn't he? So yeah, oh, yeah, true, yeah Pritchard would have to play, so it'd be that. Oh, yeah, surely not. Sure, you need another out, don't you? Surely. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be. I think logically... I don't like. I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it. I it's think like logically it, it's going to be Robert. The thing is, though, if he makes all the changes and we lose, he's going to get. There's going to be. It'll it'll quick the the because there's already like criticism of substitutions in in the Middlesbrough game. Because um, it came a crit- strange time, wasn't it? Yeah, we were just uh, yeah. we were just starting to get back into the game, and and Roberts had been generally quite quiet, and then suddenly he looked threatening, and then he was off. And, um, and Pritchard as well. And yeah. Pritchard, who they all seem to do that way. He's, that seemed to have happened to him all season. Um, taking him yeah. off quite early at times, I think. But, um, he didn't look too happy when he came off, did he? No, and I think, you know, we're not used to getting a manager who comes in when we're playing well. It's normally, we normally stack our manager because we're doing crap. So it's always like interesting to see, right, how's this new manager going to come in and 
rip it up and start again. And they inevitably do. And it's always like quite interesting, isn't it? To see which team they pick. Um, oh, like, oh, they're going to do that. They're going to they're going to play him there. And but because we were playing well, Morbury did the right thing and just keeping it the same. And I'm almost like not looking forward <laughs> to to his team selection now because I just I just feel like ripping it up and starting again is just the last thing we need at the moment. But you know, maybe he won't do that. He's a pro, and I'm not. Yeah, just reading there that Chris McGuire's apparently signed for Hartlepool. Oh, he just loves an face, doesn't he? It does, yeah, yeah. That, does. If, if that's just that just reeks of him wanting to get back to, to as close to what he had here as possible. Yeah, let's get back and go back to Sunderland if I sign for Hartlepool. That's you know, it's quite probably quite if he gets fit, it's probably quite a decent time for that level. Really good. Um, but probably yeah. just need to get fit for them. He'll just be there. <laughs> Straight, yeah. Be there luxury, <laughs> won't he? Just strutting about. Yeah, yeah. Harley pulling the night out down the marina and he's in his blazer. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, isn't it, how he was such a big, like, you know, people have got mixed feelings about him, but he was such a big player for us, wasn't he? <laughs> For such a long time in that in that yeah. team in the in the in that le- at that level in, the, in League One and have now people got mixed. Uh, I think he's quite. I don't know. I, I don't think a lot of people people... don't like him to be honest. But right. Oh. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I always thought he was he was really popular. I think um, people have probably forgiven him for the for the Johnson thing that he got booed for there when he played Pantomime Villain in that game when he come and scored at Rick because. Johnson lost his job, so there's not really any affiliate, you know. Yeah. If, if, where's the affiliation towards out of those two people? I think you know. Yeah. So. I think it's, uh, it looks like Mishu's been training actually today, looking at Twitter. I'm just I'm just having a look to see if I've missed anything before we finish. Do you know what it's like? Um, <laughs> I do know what it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it looks like Mishu's been training. So that's a positive thing. Um, so let's on the, hope. On the, on the um, measurements of. Um, you do know what it's like in terms of uh, podcasts being messed up by um, scenario uh, by events that we miss while we're recording. Uh, um, Matt and Tom did take that to a new level by doing a preview show that a game of a game that just didn't go ahead at all. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we've done that before, obviously, as well with the uh, Blackpool game <laughs> in the in the before times that was. Mm. Um, but yeah. The last preview show of the before times. Um, but yeah. So there you go. Is that enough now? Do you think people are yeah, bored? Probably, probably people probably. got bored like eight. I mean, people got bored about four years ago, to be fair. Yeah, it's difficult, difficult, isn't it? Um what uh, are you confident for the match? Just to finish just to finish, or how are you feeling? I, I, just, um, I, I can't I'm trying not to be negative. I'm so trying not to be negative, and I know that like people can't wait to like Say to us, you know, oh, otherwise we'd still be happy that we're not winning games, which is ridiculous, really, considering the reason we bring these concerns up is because we don't want us to lose games, and that's why we're saying it, because we care so much and because we've seen it all before as well. And um, yeah. we're not happy just to like believe what's been being told on that. But I just, I just, I don't know. I just the Ross Stewart thing. I feel like it finishes off almost. But I've just felt like we were like I've never been so down before a game in my life when yeah um, when when, when they just, broke that he wasn't playing yeah it just it was you know that, it's that just whole so thing important just, what we do yeah. isn't he like it's not just the goals it's the pressing from the front yeah it's a bringing the other players into it yeah. 
he sets the tone, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, if you're a defender, you don't want to have to defend against him because he's at it for 90 minutes, isn't he? Or, which is probably, you know, but you're always, you, you know, he plays the way he plays and the, the fact he's on the pitch all the time, just inevitable, like you're going to, he's, he's eventually going to break down. So, but yeah, it's, it's, been, it's done now, isn't it? So at least we've had time to have a think and recover. We've got the game. Games coming up now, and you know, never you never know after being after the Waterford game, I might be going, oh well, like Robert or Diallo or whatever's taking the chance, um, and he looks great. And now we know, well, if we don't want to play with two up front, or we haven't got an option in that area, that we've got other options who can hurt teams um, in a different way. So let's just hope that we're having that conversation, or oh, well. Say it's having that come. You'll be having. I'm, I can't do the pod next Monday, but you'll be. Have, hopefully, you'll be having that conversation, and I'll be listening, going, "Oh, this is good, isn't it?" Enjoying oh, it. Oh, we'll be utterly depressed after losing two games. No, not that. No, not be that. It's, <laughs> and it's then, just then be... the landscape of our season has changed entirely. Uh, I don't know. Just, I think. Yeah. I, I think we'll get something from. I'm. I'm. I'm not convinced we'll win, but I'm. I'm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking one-one. Or two, two. I mean, they all say the cliche point, point away from home is in the championships a good result, and all that kind of stuff that people say. So, so that's yeah. what, what cliche was that? Sorry, a point of the championship away from home, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> let's hope that that's you know, I'm not going to say I would take a point, but I wouldn't be disappointed with a point, yeah. Is that what you think will happen, or are you just saying? Or are you just saying you would be happy with a point? What do you um, think? What do, you think? do you know what? I well, as I was saying earlier, I just... Have you got a bad feeling about it, Gareth? No, I haven't got a bad feeling. I just, it's so... It's just that fit, like I was saying before, it's like that feeling of the unknown has returned. It's that... You just don't know what you're going to get. We are, there's nothing... It's very difficult to make an assessment or a judgment without Stuart, who's been instrumental with the way we've played for the last sort of two years. Um new manager, the injuries, the new players. You know, I'm not like sitting on the fence here. I'm not going to give a prediction, but I just think it's absolutely impossible. <laughs> impossible to like make an informed assessment based on what we've seen. Um, I would say my head says that Reading could just edge us out in the game, but then it's not the end of the world to lose a game in the championship. But what you don't want is a situation you go to Watford, then who've been relegated, get beat there or something, then you've lost three in the bounce. You've lost like four of your last five games. <sighs> you know what I mean? It's like that and the, the conversation starts to change, doesn't it? But yeah. what like what I feel about this group of players will compete. You know, they'll keep going to the end, no matter what. So they're not gonna you know, I don't, I don't feel as though they're gonna down like, you know, give up or down tools. You know, they're always battling the game. So, and if you battle and you've got a bit of quality, you've got a chance, haven't you? So, I feel like Redden might just edge us out by the odd goal. But I wouldn't be surprised if we got a, a positive result. <laughs> so, there, that's my assessment. Not sure I want to hear it. I wish we just we'd stop doing predictions. I wish we just carried on and. <laughs> In that manner. Well, this has no bearing on the result anyway, Stephen. Well, so, but... you know, you say that, but you know, you don't think about the consequences yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm just, 
Oh, why, I hope we haven't, come, ac- I hope we haven't come across down, but I know. I, know, do, yeah. I, know. I feel as though, like, as the pod's gone on, you've, you've become... just whole, you've just predicted we're going to lose. No, I didn't. Yeah. I, but I, I, I gave it, I, I predicted it in a very positive way. <laughs> okay, right. So you predicted the loss, now I predicted the draw, but I'm the negative. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not saying you're being negative. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being like, sort of, I feel my assessment's realistic. I, I don't think we've gone, there's not enough there. There's not enough that I haven't seen enough to, to know whether or not we're capable of. No, I, I don't know where you're coming from, but that's like, why I'm being downbeat about it because yeah. you just think you got Watford next. Who, if like, we play like we did against Rotherham, we'll, we'll win the game. But if we play like we did against Middlesbrough in the first half, or maybe for the for the first half against Stoke, or the second half being bitter against Coventry, we'll lose. Mm-hmm. Won't we? That's the thing. We're more than capable of you know giving teams a game, and it wouldn't surprise me if we got got a positive result. But it's too you know it's too difficult. It's it's just need to see more. I just need to see more of this team under Mowbray because we haven't really we've seen really one game and before that game you could argue it was caveated by the, the defeat caveated by losing Stewart so um, yeah it's very difficult to make an assessment but I think we'll you know we'll learn a lot in the next couple of days next couple of games sorry we'll learn an awful lot I think Um. And we'll we'll see what the tone of the conversation is like on next week, if it's still very positive and that people are really happy with the transfer window and that you know we're doing the right thing in you know throwing our eggs in these, this young sort of potential superstar player basket, or whether or not maybe we're we're longing for some you know some person who some player who's played. 150 championship games unspectacularly, <laughs> but sometimes those play like a more like a Corey Evans than a you know, sort of explosive player. I don't know, but we'll mm. see, won't we? Never know. Maybe surprises and like one of the young kids just gets thrown straight yeah, hopefully. The team out the blue because it you know, doesn't happen a lot, does it? But you're, no. you're thinking, like, can you think of anyone like Julio Arga did that, didn't he? He was signed as a yeah, as a sort of 19 year old, and then uh, everybody was like, oh, he's one for the future, and then he. Went to the first team, you're like, nah, he's good. <laughs> he's really good. Yeah. And scored in his debut, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, well, let's hope that you never know. So, uh, you're going to be back Thursday, aren't you, this week? I'm going to be back on Thursday, yeah. With Swap Tom. With Matt. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Tom's doing it, actually. So. Yeah. I'll be back on Thursday with some people. Right. We'll find out who soon. Right. And then Matt will be with you on Monday, won't he? Remember to go to... Um, wisemensay.co.uk this week um, in the build-up of the Reading game um, and check out the, the articles previewing the game and, and some bits and some colour pieces around uh, the fixture and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, wisemensay.co.uk for all of your reading needs. Yeah, absolutely do that. And then we'll be, look, come on, we'll be uplifted, we'll get a positive result. Uh, on Wednesday and we're back to talk about that and to look at what for later on the week so as always thanks for listening
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.